Hello, hello, everyone. This is a podcast episode with Sally McCuchin. She interviewed me on the subject of power and learning about our power, owning our power, understanding power, and just the paradigm and the structure and the just the whole idea and concept of what power really is and how to feel powerful in who you are. This was an episode that was recorded a few weeks ago, and you'll hear her interviewing me and asking a bunch of questions in relationship to power. So see what you get out of it, and if it makes you think, makes you open up certain contemplations, explore that, and as always, feel free to reach out to me if you'd like to share anything that came up for you. But now let's just hop into today's episode. Welcome to the Unlearn Yourself podcast. This is the place to discover and remember yourself as you unlearn who you have been taught to be. We will explore who your true self is by diving into your inner world and creating the most empowering, aligned, and free relationship with you and your life. I'm here with Kajal again today and um, Kajal I was just saying I don't really know what to expect from this conversation but I enjoyed our last conversation about vulnerability so much mm. and it's one of the in fact it is the most watched of the videos that I've done recently and a couple of people have said to me oh yeah I watched that one on vulnerability and oh this is what I think about vulnerability <laughs> and oh awesome yeah I've had some really nice feedback about it um and we were just emailing back and forth and I was like oh, I'd just love to chat to Cardinal again I said okay let's have another conversation I'd love to talk to you about power how to own your power what the barriers are mm. what's the relevance of power to business and I mean I think to a certain degree or certainly from a hierarchical, like a hierarchy perspective, you know, the, the relationship of businesses to power is kind of obvious. It's like, okay, yeah. well, there's this hierarchy and the powers at the top and, you know, the people at the top tell the other people what to do and they do it and that's how it works. Mm-hmm. But I just, you know, that's not what I'm about. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's what you're about. And mm-hmm. it's not what my work is about in terms of leading beyond hierarchy. And more and more, I sort of get the impression that at a very kind of collective sort of general sense, we are maybe, maybe, or maybe this is a question, are we changing our ideas of what power looks like are we changing our relationship with power are we more ready for different models of power mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I know like in the work that I do there are things like the tools and the, the processes and the structures that support different models of power Mm-hmm. But one thing I know that you're really going to relate to is that the other big part of what I do is like the internal work. And mm-hmm. it's it's and it's supporting people to really think about what their own relationship to power is. Do mm-hmm. they feel empowered? Do they feel powerless? Mm-hmm. How do they give away their power? How do they claim power because they like a feeling of control or they like a feeling of responsibility mm-hmm. I feel like I'm opening up the whole yeah <laughs> whole spectrum of this conversation but when I emailed you and you wrote back and was like yeah you said I'd love to chat again I love this conversation about power 
what sprung to mind for you when I suggested this as a conversation? What is it about power um, and empowering ourselves that is interesting to you? Well, I find it interesting because I would say for me personally too, but as I as I have talked to people, worked with people, realize that so many of us feel powerless. And it's always gotten me so curious as to why. <laughs> why do so many of us feel powerless and so out of touch or out of connection with our power? And if you look at societal, cultural norms, paradigms, powers, power tends to be a very external thing, right? It tends to be something that someone has and someone is praised for or even uh, rewarded for in a way or worshipped for and everybody else is like beneath or inferior or powerless in comparison and I always found that concept so interesting why as why as human beings we crave power we crave to be in control and in charge and to be praised and loved and validated and seen as this like kind of like godlike figure you know all all knowing all seeing authority and I think in the in the context of the world we live in today, power tends to be associated with authority. Whoever has the most power tends to have the most authority, has the most say in terms of how structure systems down to like how society even functions. And to me, that feels so, <laughs> I don't know, it just feels so uh, barbaric in a way. <laughs> Like very, it, I feel it's some way it feels very like it's from like the monarchy tradition and like, you know, when we had kings and queens and there was peasants and things like that. And it's, and it's like somehow we've still carried that out. But at the same exact time, going through the pandemic the past two years, you've also seen so many people question the, the, the role of people in power and kind of be like, can they be trusted? Are they... Are they actually a wise voice about this subject? Or, 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 or you know, you, you can see this, this conversation of people who, who, who use their power as a way to maintain order or structure or authority or control are being challenged. And, and they're being challenged by the normal person. You know, it's not they're being challenged by somebody else in power. So I was, I was thinking. How do you see that happening? Sorry to interrupt. How, like, how do you see that power being challenged in that way? I think, I think, it, well, it's different. I don't know what the climate in the UK is like, but in the US, it's like there is this deep level of mistrust with people in power that has come up, and a lot of questioning of is this person actually a phony or they they're the real deal? Can they be trusted to? make decisions that affect me in my life and things like that um and i think with this whole concept of power there's this there's this whole entire um wave if you want to call it of discernment coming up too of people learning to trust their power over exerted power that's coming from an outside force and so i think the shift that's really happening in humanity right now is that sense of empowerment of people stepping into their own power um what and all the go ahead. i'll let no i'll let you finish i'll let you finish oh <laughs> sorry i go ahead go ahead um have i lost my trail of thought no what do you think you you said i really like how you use the word discernment and and people kind of discerning around other people with power can I really trust this person but also coming into a more discerning sense of trusting their own power what does that look like for you 
or what does it feel like what do you see like when someone um is discerning of their own power and trusts their own power mm. how do you see that mm. what do they do <laughs> or how does it feel it's really that's a really good question the the this is something that i have been thinking in contemplation a lot a lot with about for me it's the concept of authority and the question that i have asked myself personally and i and i like to ask other people especially people that i'm working with because when with my one-on-one with clients we really do a lot of empowerment helping you step into your power own who you are is who is the authority in your life right who is the authority here and oftentimes people realize the authority is their government or their education or their husband or their money, even their career. And that's what, that's what, that's how they make their choices, how they make their decisions. That's how they are being who they are in the world. And I think when you start to ask yourself the questions around who is the authority of my life who is the authority of me and of course you can say yeah it's me duh but if you ask it if you if sincerely ask yourself that question you realize that I don't feel powerful in my own life I'm just taking orders or I'm just listening or I'm easily influenced by what everyone else is around me doing especially those people who hold a lot of let's just say external forms of power in society they're influencing my decisions, my choices, how I'm showing up, how I'm choosing a career even, or a husband, or managing my finances, or how I'm showing up online. I think that's a very important question. And I think this is, I'm going to circle this back into like, I think this is also why human design is becoming so big again. I know we touched a little bit on that is because human design is helping you understand that you are your own authority and learning to be in relationship with that authority and putting yourself in that sovereign authoritative place in your own life um but that i think that doesn't happen until you it takes a it takes a level of self-awareness to question the things in your life and i would say for me personally i felt powerless a lot growing up as a child because my dad is an extremely controlling person who loves to be in charge and tell other people what to do. And he did that to me my whole entire life. So I have the, I have felt powerless my whole entire life feeling like I had no choice here. I had no say I had to do what he wanted me to do because I had to basically please him or fit into what he wanted. Right. And that's often what makes us feel powerless, like out of control of our own life, And for me, that has felt very, it's a very fearful place to be. And you're very easily manipulated. And uh, you can form very people-pleasing, toxic patterns and codependency with others. Your, Your sense of self is really derived from what people think of you and how people perceive you and how they accept or love you. Um... And if I were to say, what does, what does it feel like to claim that back? I think it's, uh, it's, it's kind of a sense of freedom, but along, but along the way, it also feels extremely scary because for the first time you get to be in charge here and there's no, nobody you have to like, what's the word? Nobody you have to like, be accountable to uh, accountable to exactly or obligated to and I or... think it, I think it also means um that you you because when you were talking about the sort of the the negatives of being around people who have a certain amount of power over you or just you're not necessarily even in an intentional way but just people that l- really like to be in control in charge um but I I can I, I can also see that that can be a real place of comfort for some people for exactly that reason, because actually cracking through that place where you do feel powerless, it it 
it, yeah, it means you have to take more responsibility and you can't sort of outsource your power. You can't give it away. You can't, or at least it's less easy to blame others. Yes. When you really own your power. And that's where I think it is interesting what you said that you think there's a little bit more sort of discernment happening. Mm -hmm. Because I'm not sure, like, I see a lot of power being shifted towards social media Mm -hmm. in many ways. And that's a real polarity right there, because on the one hand, we can then take control like we can literally author things we can publish we can share post comment um and so in some ways it's a real gift of power to Mm -hmm. everyone but also the way that um there is no kind of governing body (laughs) there's nobody checking okay is this factually correct is this responsible broadcasting (laughs) you know that it kind of it I, I I do also see that power can be taken away from us quite a lot through mm-hmm. social media as well and so I'm not sure I necessarily see a um so much of a discernment around power that that you're saying and and actually what I see probably is more like the the difficulties the barriers if you are someone that has tended to claim a lot of power then that is an extremely challenging thing to to sort of let go of and dissolve because there's a reason that you like to have that control and similarly if you are someone that has tended to be um controlled by others in some way or has given away their power that is also extremely challenging to kind of break through the barriers and claim that back and I I kind of see with guess we're talking about it at quite a deep level but I really see this playing out in businesses and in teams um, at that sort of micro level and it's it's I think it's just I mean I kind of I got the little thumbnail together ready for this episode and I just said like why is power a tricky subject I just I think it is a really tricky thing if you want to change that dynamic (laughs) yeah I I think I think a lot of people associate power with control yes and status and authority um and it's that's very because that's very external power right you need x you need people to agree with or follow you or or um respect you or honor you for you to then have power right it's a very um you're in a codependent relationship with your power then right and if people challenge that power you can you can become very dictator like you can become even more authoritative. You can get very senile or even narcissistic. But um, what I feel like true power is, true power doesn't need to control anybody. Right? True power knows that power is not something I acquire or gain. It is something I already have. And if I already have it, then it's a matter of, embodying it and being in it versus outsourcing it or trying to get other people or using us using other people as a means to feel good about myself I think a lot of power is a way of manipulating other people to feel good about yourself because there's a lot of insecurities going on within yourself and when you don't have that you're actually in in your real power which is something that can never be taken away from you Mm -hmm. Can I can, can I say something about the self responsibility piece that you were talking about earlier? Okay. I think I think the reason this is this kind of comes back to self responsibility a little bit. I think the greatest 
The greatest challenge of the human being is to accept self-responsibility. And the greatest dis-ease of the human being is to become a victim. Where where we we tend to be in victim all the time. I need this to change, I need you to change, I need this to be like this for me to feel better, for me to feel secure, for me to get what I want, for me to be successful, whatever. And that's outsourcing your power all the time. But that's what makes you also very controllable and feeling powerless, actually. The more you don't, the more you live your life as a victim and the more you identify as a victim, the more powerless you actually feel. Because you need all these variables in your life to accommodate you and for you to feel good or feel powerful. And I think it's actually the most hardest and most challenging thing for every human being to accept self-responsibility. And I think the minute we do that, we start to taste what power feels like, real power feels like. Does that make sense? It makes complete sense. Um... I feel like I'm getting quite a few kind of um, sort of spiritual references coming up. Um, I I definitely see like to take, you know, what you've just said to kind of take that a bit further, like the, gr- the greatest challenge of, of, of being a human being is to accept full self-responsibility I kind of then I sort of see that as really um oh it's touching on so many different things it's touching on the experience of, of how we experience both kind of positive experiences but also negative ones that like yeah. the good and the bad and owning that neither one is actually good or bad and like truly truly accepting our life experience mm-hmm. I think that when you when you spoke about true power as well I God, there's so much that you've just said. You feel like you've just like cracked this conversation wide open. <laughs> and it's like, okay, true power for me, what what came up for me was the spiritual concept of masculine and feminine energy. Like, and that that for me is kind of like the pathway to true power. Mm. And from the sense of kind of masculine being the the sort of the direction, mm-hmm. the drive, the action, mm-hmm. but also the boundaries, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the structure, the structure and the boundaries and the feminine. And, and when that is in a healthy expression, Action, yes, especially when it is then also accompanied by a healthy expression of feminine being, this sort of free-flowing expression mm-hmm. and the two need each other Rather, right? yeah. the two need each other inside each of us as individuals that for me is sort of that's kind of like my handbook mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess for true power but then also just to kind of like ground us back (laughs) in like the real world a little bit not that that's not real but like to ground us into our societal experiences and our on our everyday I kind of I want to ask you what um how does true power express itself in in day-to-day in a a business for example Mm -hmm. I was just curious, um, I, the word empower keeps coming up for me. And I wanted to just Google the de- the definition of it real quick, just so I could see it. Um, give someone the authority or power to do something, empower. So if we're talking about true power here, you're giving yourself the authority and the power to do whatever it is that you want to do versus 
waiting on somebody else to give you the power to do it. That's, again, coming back to self-responsibility there. And the other definition is making someone stronger or more confident, especially in controlling their life and claiming their rights. Again, it comes back to the self-responsibility piece. It feels like without the self-responsibility piece, we can't really get acquainted and explore the concept of power within us that is already there. And I think this is why like empowerment is so big right now. People want to be empowered and empower themselves and stand up for who they are and speak their truth. Because I think everybody deep down is craving to become in control, become their own authority. What was the question though? <laughs> I just I just had that like come up. I wanted the question to question was how do you see true power being expressed? in a in a very sort of real grounded way I think it for example in a business I think it's it's all about like I have a business and for me it's always about being my authority and doing things that honor me that respect me, that um, that celebrate me and my ideas and my knowledge and my offerings and my gifts. I think in a business setting, it's really about you knowing your value and what you bring to the table and being secure in that, right? Because the more you are able to embody that or be that you are you are in your power then right versus then you're not coming from a place of proving yourself you are you're coming place of giving yourself there's a very big difference between proving yourself and giving giving yourself yeah right and i think i think that is that is such a great way to kind of ground into your power is to build that confidence and that security around what exactly makes you unique and what you have to offer because there's no one in the world who's going to do it like you yeah right and i i think it's the exploration of that can be a tangible way to understand your power yeah, I I also see that, um, you know, if we think about businesses as like a sort of a case study here as an example, I think that being in your true power, because um, a, a, a business really is about kind of setting an intention mm. to kind of fulfill some kind of purpose or, you know, deliver some kind of service in the world. Um, and generally it's a it's a product or a service that requires multiple people <laughs> to, mm-hmm, to deliver mm-hmm. it hence you set up business and you and you grow so I think I think there's something about um being in your true power that is about really having a lot of clarity around what that vision is yes, yes. and really being able to articulate that so that other people can see that and make a choice as to whether to align to that or not exactly and then I also think there's something that you keep touching on about sort of like waiting for approval like needing to get approval or waiting for approval but like in your true power that becomes far less (laughs) important right you're able to sort of create this vision and invite people to join without needing yes control or cajole others or convince kind of convince exactly yeah Yeah. um and I think but I I (laughs) I feel like we're talking at a little bit of a almost hypothetical level in some way and the realities of of the human experience are that 
I don't know, dare I say that we're just, we're, we're quite a long way from being able to own that power in a way that isn't actually about either controlling or dominating others or getting approval. Approval or approving ourselves. Yeah, away. Do you find that, um, do you find that in your coaching that, that, that this, you know, the idea of empowerment is actually quite a challenging idea for us or not even an idea it's quite a challenging reality (laughs) for us yeah it totally is because with with that that means all the strings that you have out there that are attached to all these things you have to cut them and you become the source of all of it and it's challenging in the beginning but the more you open that container you there's a sense of freedom that comes over you and a sense of true knowing of yourself and you start and I feel like what happens with a lot of my clients is they start to connect with themselves for the first time and just see how special and unique and beautiful they are what are some of the techniques are there there any kind of tricks of the trade (laughs) that support empowerment are there any sort of really nice questions that you ask or yes yes or whatever like how do you support someone to feel empowered and to to live yeah true power I think it's important to ask yourself the question what makes me feel powerless I think it's very important to understand that first what makes me feel powerless? What situation, what person, what circumstance, yeah. what thing in my life that I've gone through that's making me feel powerless, helpless, hopeless? You know, I think that's really important to ask. Because, and then, because I, my my instinct is saying that that in itself is likely to be different for a lot of people. people. I'm sure, there's, I'm sure there's themes, but... Yes. That it's likely to be very different, which means the path to feeling empowered is empowered also, also very different. And that path to feeling empowered is really about building a secure relationship with yourself, coming into secure, secure attachment or security within yourself. Yeah. Right. If you think, if you think about all power, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a grasp at security. Right. Somebody has felt powerless for so long, and that's why they've become Hitler. (laughs) And it's a grasp for security. It's a grasp for control. And we all play it out so differently, right? We might get into relationships where we're very like, we use our sexuality or our sensuality to lure men in. That's what makes us feel powerful. But actually what we're, we're just really insecure. Yeah. Right. And I think that exploration of, what makes me feel powerless or even like the question of what's what when have I felt powerless in my life Mm -hmm. was it with this work situation or in this relationship or when I gave a presentation and no one you know clapped for me or agreed to my ideas what makes me feel powerless the other thing I think would be really powerful to explore is what am I insecure about myself like what's what what are some of my insecurities I have about myself and if, if, we're, if we're doing it in the context of business and work, think about like insecurity to use my voice, to speak my ideas, to ask for praise, to have that conversation about what I what my needs are and what I need to do, what I need to have to do my job better. Like I think that's also an important exploration. Mm-hmm. What am I insecure about myself? Mm-hmm. Um because then you start to tap into that like the concept of victim we were talking about and it's kind of like opening that little doorway of like hmm, self-responsibility I think the best things that you can do for yourself is ask those questions that you want answers to from somebody else just start start that dialogue with yourself because that's the self-responsibility piece coming in yeah I think empowerment really starts with asking yourself empowering questions mm-hmm. and exploring that. 
I, that's what, that's what I personally like to do with people instead of telling them like a checklist of this is what's power and this is how empowerment works. I think it's letting them gain control of their own selves and their own place in it all. I think, I think a true teacher, a true leader invites you to open the door yourself. And that's like the whole concept of like the guru is dying. Like people are no longer trusting that this person has all the answers because if that is what they're saying, then they're just in a power trip with you and you are playing that power dynamic with them. So true. A real, a real teacher will really empower you to ask your, ask your own questions. And that becomes the doorway for your own freedom. Yeah. Yeah, I'm also um, kind of getting a really strong sense because, um, you know, I know as a coach, you in, in general, you work one to one with people. Um, and, and I also do one to one coaching, but I, I more commonly work with groups and teams, because I'm going into businesses to, to kind of support these conversations. And I'm kind of, I feel really aware that, you know, what I said right at the start, that there's really two kind of parts to what I do. There's a real necessity for both of those parts, because when you are, when you start asking those sorts of questions of yourself, Mm -hmm. you are, you are kind of also, I suppose, seeking for the dynamics that you have with others Mm -hmm. to change. Mm-hmm. And one of the things about this kind of work is that you can't force anyone else to do it. <laughs> you you can't take any responsibility for anyone else asking those sorts of questions of themselves. So in the structure of a business, I can really see that whilst having the space to consider these kinds of questions is really valuable, I think to also have some tools and processes like for example one of the more recent videos that I posted on YouTube is about liberating structures Mm. and that is all about sort of frameworks in which you can kind of connect with people and Mm. really kind of harness new ideas and have a different sort of conversation with others Mm. I can I'm just I'm just getting a real sense that actually both of those sides to -hmm. what I do when you are talking about this kind of stuff in a group setting Mm -hmm. is really really important yeah I think it's also one thing that I think would be really powerful powerful Mm -hmm. is 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 having this conversation in a group setting and seeing what how people how other people are but what they would say what where where are they coming from I think I think having safe spaces to have this conversation would be in of itself very inspiring and enlightening. And and I think giving providing a lot of insight. Yeah. It is a tricky subject though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can even feel it inside myself. Like from the I, I've loved some of the places that we've got to and some of the things that you've said, like when you talked about true power, that was one of them. When you talked about accepting self-responsibility was another one. Like there's been and you know, asking the question, what makes you feel powerless? Like that, so there's been some real nuggets through this conversation for me but I've got to admit like there's also I've also got a slight feeling of unease like because we've we're wading in here (laughs) we're going in and I do think it's a I do think it is a really tricky subject so I'm I'm kind of I'm happy we're having this conversation. I'm happy that we're recording it. Other people can 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 watch yeah. and, have, and have a think about this. But I don't know how many people actually want to sort of get their wellies on and and like really wade in mm. to, to this. Like it's I I kind of I tend to feel quite comfortable with these sorts of deep conversations. But even with this, I like I'm feeling I'm like oh this is like oh it's strong like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well I, th- I i think there's a lot of fear associated with this why is there fear associated with a conversation about power 
because it's so familiar to be powerless, right? It's, it's, it's so familiar. It's so normal. It's so status quo. Safe. It's so safe. It's so safe. And as human beings, we stick to what's safe, what's known, what's predictable. And I think when you are having this conversation, it's asking you to kind of let go of all of your ideas and all of your concepts and all your perspectives that you have lived by all these years and start exploring this very, pretty much like new territory, right? So I think it's a, we try to stick to what's safe. And this is a very unsafe subject for majority of us. Um, I know how much work that you do um, like on yourself your own sort of self-discovery self-awareness self-love um, and the path that you've been on is there an occasion that you can remember like something when the, the penny dropped or something that just felt different around you kind of finding your own true power Yeah, I would say it happened in the past two to three years where for me, it just, there was this like, there was this feeling that came over me. I think that also the other thing is everyone comes to self-discovery, introspective, healing work on their own timeline and in their own way. And some people never get to it. And that's, that's, that's okay. I think when you've had enough of an, enough of enough of something and something has cracked you, you, it's like, it's like the light is coming through and you can go towards the light. And that's often what, that's what often catapults people into this very self-reflective self-discovery, self-responsibility way of life. I think for me, having, I was doing that since I've been like 21. When that like light, when there was a crack and the light came in for me, it was at 21. I think for me in the past two to three years, there was this like aha moment in me where I was like, all I want is just to be myself. That's all I want. And I just have all these barriers that have quote unquote blocked me or prevented me or taken me away. These are all things that I perceived. And some of them are very factual trauma, pain, rejection, wounds, things like that. But at the core of it is I just want to be myself. And if I can just let myself be myself, what else do I want? And that was a very, like, uh, it was a very, like, uh, scary place to arrive at, right? Because it's it's what I want, but there's so much unsafety around it. But at the same exact time, that's where the true power is sitting. And I, and I think for me, just letting myself be me. It, it, it's just allowed so much of these fears to just kind of go away. And it's, it's coming back into security within myself. That's what, that's ultimately, I think what everybody wants is to feel secure in who they are. Yeah. I think, um, cause when I asked you that question, I kind of thought, what would I answer to that to that question? Um, and I think I might sort of phrase it slightly differently, but I think what I would say is kind of a similar thing. I'm sure there's been various things that I've kind of had to break through that have changed maybe my relationship with my own power. That mm. helped me to accept my mm. <laughs> saying that I don't even know why it feels even it almost feels taboo to even say it <laughs> mm. um but 
the thing more recently that I feel aware of is kind of being slightly less concerned about what others think yes and I say that I say slightly because what it, it feels important to me to kind of strike a balance like I live in the world and I and I want to coexist alongside other people and so there is actually an element for me where I kind of I want to care a little bit mm-hmm. yeah um, that's totally normal yeah but I've definitely let go of quite a lot of a sort of need for external validation yeah it's like octopus tentacle octopus tentacles yeah yeah um and I think that's probably and and coupled with that there is a sort of and I don't know maybe it's a bit chicken and egg as to which came first but like coupled with that is just a feeling of being more grounded Mm. like just literally in my body I just feel more sort of yeah kind of like my roots are stronger yes I feel more grounded and that for me has been less of a kind of mental exercise and far more of a physical Physical. one in terms of meditation Mm -hmm. or um you Mm -hmm. know general Mm -hmm. well-being (laughs) one of the things that I uh, that I do that is just so positive I think it very much depends I think some people might hear me say this and be like what but other people might just absolutely adore it um it's called it's a yoga pose it's called legs up the wall pose Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) and it does what it says on the tin you just like shimmy up to to the wall and just put your legs like up the wall at 90 degrees and that for me is like just the most comfortable Mm. position and I can kind of almost feel myself coming into myself when I do that I can feel the grounding actually happening Mm. like live in my body when I do that and that's that so that's like another that like that physical aspect for it is another side of things Mm. that I think has um, impacted me quite a bit that's beautiful I feel like you just described what your power feels like to you. Tell me. Yeah, you just did that the way you were. What was that? Was it the groundedness? The groundedness, the anchored. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And there is a sense of being in your body and it's a more physical feeling. And it got me thinking about how sometimes maybe we do need to ask ourselves the question, what does my power feel like? Yeah. Okay. And, <sighs> like and, it's and, and as, as you were describing it, I was writing down things for myself and some of the things I wrote down were soft, gentle, loving, supportive, grounded, fierce, anchored, you know, but, the, but when I feel those ways, I'm in my power. And it's interesting is when I feel those ways, I'm more in my body and less in my mind. Yeah. Right. There's, there's a, there's a presence that I'm occupying within myself now. And that's, that's just very interesting how maybe even just exploring that question can help us come into our bodies. Yeah. I think, I think it's beautiful. I'm not surprised. I I know you um, have gone public with this information anyway, but you are pregnant right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Due in December, we're recording this in October. So you've got about what, two months, just over two months to go. Yeah. A little, little under three months. Yeah. Being well. And like, I, I could really hear the influence of that experience in the words that you chose for your power yeah (laughs) sort of it was kind of it was that sort of it felt like that kind of loving nurturing you sort of you know use the word stuff I could really hear that part of that power for you at this particular moment in your life is is has that mothering (laughs) yeah yeah to it yeah I mean I've been on this journey for the past I would say three two to three years of mothering myself yeah becoming becoming the divine mother for myself and the word gentleness has been such a huge part of how I've 
been going through my own healing. Yeah. And and there and there is a gentleness to power. I mean, I I think about the ultimate ultimate power. And if we want to get this deep and very spiritual, is the concept of God or the source, the universe. Oftentimes how you perceive that or your perspective of that is also then how you paint the picture of what power is like too. If you see it as a you know loving, protective, gentle force in your life, you you can have better discernment of real power versus acquired power. Yeah. Yeah. I also um like I love that question, what does my power feel like? Mm-hmm. I also feel aware, I think you and I are quite similar like this in the sense that we do experience things very physically and yeah. we and we feel things. And I just wanted to kind of throw a different idea out there because, you know, there is this, uh, this whole sort of thing around somatic work somatic mm-hmm. healing stuff, yeah. which is basically it's the it's the coming into your body it okay. is physical experience rather than you know the mental side of it um but I I I also wonder if the question like what does my power sound like yeah or what does my power look like look like like like. what does it taste like yeah just I just and I I kind of feel like for you and I they're probably less useful questions because we're we're feelers yeah 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 (laughs) I just really wanted to put that out there for anyone else who might be um just like more motivated by other stimulus other senses in terms of how they process how they relate to the world yeah I think another one would be like, what, what, what is the expression of my power? Yeah. You know, like, and that could be to like how you dress yourself or yeah. um, just how you move through the world or whatever. That's yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a great, I think that's a great, I think those two questions, what makes me feel powerless. Yeah. And I think we're very aware. And also I think the other thing is notice how your body is responding when you feel powerless, like that's- what's some, what's somatically happening. jot down like constricted heavy small some of us feel really small or we feel like a little girl or little boy and then the opposite to kind of segue into this what does my power feel like look like sound like express like talk even talk like like I could personify my power into like a person yeah what would that be yeah and then step stepping into it or and like then stepping into it or yeah whatever yeah. and yeah. somewhere along somewhere along the way you got disconnected from it because yeah. you were born you were born with it zero days old you were born with it yeah 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 and it's it, and that's why that's why everything that I do is all about coming back home to yourself yeah because we're just walking ourselves back home to that completeness that we already are and have always been we just disconnected from it yeah um I want to kind of start wrapping up this conversation and I've got um what could be a really difficult question (laughs) (laughs) bring it on I think I've asked you quite a few difficult questions so I think it's cool um I love where this conversation has gone and I I actually feel a more of a sense of ease within myself. So I, like I, I can feel <laughs> that we have got to a place of where, where I, I can, I can feel what we're talking about. Mm. But how, in terms of verbalizing that, I think this is why power is such a tricky subject in terms of verbalizing that what are your takeaways from this conversation or how would you summarize what we've spoken about today? Mm. I would say that power is not something you go seek and acquire or get. It is something that you remember. It is is something that you claim. It is something that you own. And if you are walking through the world trying to acquire, claim, get power, it's because you 
are operating from fear, insecurity, or there's something that you need to feel X, Y, Z way. And the true power is really going to come when you turn inward, look, change the perspective, turn the mirror, look at yourself and remember that about yourself. And I think in remembering that, you'll realize that it was always there within you. That's what I would say. Because I, I mean, that's been my journey. Because <laughs> I'm, speak, I'm speaking just from my own lived experience. And um, I've done it and you can do it too. So it's not this impossible task. Is it challenging? Is it hard? Is it going to bring you to your knees? Is it going to make you feel some of your deepest, darkest pains and wounds? Yes, but it will liberate you. And that liberation will then allow you to go into the world and just like live, fully live, not just like the concept of living, but fully live as yourself. Yeah, another thought came up for me as you were talking and thank you for answering that question. I don't think I can verbalize (laughs) (laughs) this conversation for me. I'm experiencing it in such a, uh, with such a depth of feeling Mm. my body I think it might take me several hours or a couple of days and they'll reflect back and then and then maybe I'll be able to kind of summarize it um but as you were talking I like another thing for me and it's another spiritual reference is that I um was learning about um oh now what's her name Sabrina oh I'm gonna have to I'm going to have to look up her name. It's one of my kind of spiritual teachers, I guess, Mm -hmm. in the positive sense of the word. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And she was talking about the seat of the soul. Yes. That's a good book, by the way. You And you were saying about um, remembering. Yes. Remembering. Remembering our power. And it's gave me this feeling I kind of did I'm not sure if it was just a meditation or whether I was journaling or something like that and I just had this vision of the seat of my soul Mm. in my in my body Mm. and it kind of and just remembering where that was and what that looked like and for me it's kind of like the, the visual I get is that it's kind of like a bonfire yeah like it's like a fire pit and I'm really aware that sometimes it sort of comes it sort of feels like a little bit like just like embers or something and then other times when I really tap into it I can sort of fan the flames yeah yeah (laughs) and I can really feel and that's I mean that doesn't summarize this conversation really at all but that's that that was that was another sort of aspect for me of kind of um and I guess maybe it's another question is like where does my power live Mm. in me like I guess I guess that's um what I was kind of getting when you were summarizing it for you I love that question where does my power live within me again again see questions really open the door to exploration And when we start to find our own answers, it's, we start to start like touch our power. We're not, we're not looking outward for answers anymore. People are inspiring us to ask these questions. But the interesting, the thing that came up for me that I want to show, share with you is that when I'm feeling in love with myself, I'm in my power. And so for right, like right now in this conversation, I feel in my power because I feel calm. I feel gentle. I feel super content with how everything I have shared is going. I'm not really concerned about how someone's going to think of blah, blah, blah. It's like, this is where I'm at. And like we mentioned in the beginning of this recording that this was not planned. This was just kind of like, let's just see what comes out in this moment. And I'm just very pleased with how everything unfolded and the way this conversation morphed into something very wise. It's human wisdom in this, right? And I think also just know that the times where you feel in love with yourself, you are in your power. Yeah. Yeah, I see that too. I'm, I'm going to wrap things up because I am a little bit... Um, 
I'm a little bit speechless. <laughs> I, think I've, I think I've just <laughs> run out of things to say on on this, but also I'm really looking forward to, in, in the best possible way, I'm really looking forward to this conversation being over so that I can so that I can reflect on it because um I mean you said wisdom like for me it's been kind of wild Mm. I feel like I've been on quite a wild (laughs) journey in this past hour like I feel like we've really gone in and we've really explored and uncovered and um so Yet again, Kajal, I want to say thank you for your time and your your energy and your wisdom um, mm. in this conversation. Is there anything that you would like to close on? I just want to say the word remember because that just feels like a very, it's, it feels like a doorway. Yeah. And the when the whatever whatever activation that has for you in your system, just remember. Yeah. That's it. But thank you for this conversation. Thank you, Kajal. It's been awesome. <laughs>